It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there. We've already spoken today. I'm Kyle Krabs, host of Locked On Dolphins, and we have our first ever emergency episode of the podcast because the Miami Dolphins are making a change at the quarterback position. ESPN's Adam Schefter breaking within the hour that Tua Tungavailoa will serve as the Miami Dolphins starting quarterback for week eight against the Los Angeles Rams. And, wow, it's a really good thing I didn't just get done saying today on Power to the Pod how I would be stunned if there was a quarterback change. Well, guess what? Naturally, that means there's a quarterback change, which is why we're here talking to one another here and now, because I don't want to do too much dedicated to the Tongue of Iloa Fitzpatrick swap right off the bat. I want to make sure that there's time to process this. We have a chance to really dig through what the execution of the offense has looked like the past two weeks. We talked a little bit today on Power to the Pot about third down offense and red zone offense and how those are areas that the Dolphins are in the bottom 10 teams in the NFL. They need to get better in those critical areas. And the Dolphins sitting at 3-3, and the Dolphins' pursuit of Le'Veon Bell, this team clearly feels as though they have the ability to contend this season. They feel as though this is a team that is close and in need of a few sparks away from being a potential playoff team in the year 2020. This change from the Dolphins coaching staff at the quarterback position further signifies that belief. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick, 26.7 points per game, 14th in the NFL. We talked about the 40% third down conversion rate. We talked about the 57.7% touchdown percentage in the red zone. Those are areas of improvement for the Miami Dolphins. How do you get that? Well, clearly the Dolphins feel as though the opportunity to insert Tonga Vailoa into the lineup. I'll say this. I was really surprised to not see more RPO concepts from the Dolphins offense through the first six weeks. I would not be surprised to see more and more and more concepts starting week eight against the Rams. Does that free up the run game? That ability to put defenders in conflict and make them wrong no matter what decision they make. We talked early in the season, I believe it was after the Buffalo game, that from an RPO perspective, the times in which they ran it, it felt really elementary of two high safeties give the ball. One high safety, we're going to pass it. 
And we have not seen a very high frequency of true RPO concepts in the Dolphins' offense. As this Dolphins' offense looks for the keys to unlock the explosive plays. We talked a little bit about some of the misfires to Mike Gusecki in the red zone. Miami's been doing really, really good, but the fact that they're doing really, really good and back to 3-3, and and it's not enough for this Dolphins team, man, like, you can agree or disagree with the decision to insert Tonga Valoa into the lineup. But the fact that 3-3, points per game was not enough for this coaching staff, and they still felt it was necessary to make the change, that excites me, and that moves the needle more than anything. Because really good is not good enough for the Dolphins. Not with this coaching staff. Do you listen to uh, the defensive coordinator, Josh Boyer, today at his press availability, talking about coming off the first shutout of any NFL team in the league this season. Things that they could do better. (laughs) The messaging there is quite clear. It's a lot like what Don Shula's messaging was like. Strive for perfection, so even when you fall short of perfection, you still land amongst greatness. That is the messaging to me. Of course, you know, there, there was some kind of hullabaloo about Schefter dropping the news and some of the local beat reaching out to players and players saying they weren't informed of the change. And then it was confirmed by the local beat. So kind of, I guess, some of the questions about what was this decision-making process? What did it look like? How did it get to Schefter before it got to the team? I don't know what the Dolphins' schedule is today, but the Dolphins probably communicated this change to Tonga Valoa and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then you probably had Tonga Vailoa, whether it was to his family, who he's extremely close with, or to his agent, or to somebody, relay this news. And the Dolphins, before they had a chance to hold the team meeting and announce any changes, boom, it's out. Doesn't really matter. Because I, I think the perception, you've heard a lot of the compliments that the Dolphins players have for Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think a lot of those same compliments uh, to a different degree because Tua hasn't been playing. Everybody's been extremely complimentary of Tua Tagovailoa and his leadership and his presence and how hard he works. And anybody who's ever been around him, Nick Saban said there's never been a better ambassador for the University of Alabama than Tua Tagovailoa. He is universally loved everywhere he goes. So I'm not worried about alienating the locker room or pulling the plug too quickly or anything like that. I think the messaging here is clear. The messaging here for the Dolphins to their players is, listen, we have been evaluating the first six weeks of the season. We think we can get better at A, B, C, X, Y, and Z. And we're going to, with this change, hope to improve those things by doing this, by putting this into the offensive game plan by bringing these concepts to the table that we feel as though our skill players are best suited for, to feel Tungavailoa is best suited for versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitz, I, I don't want this change to be an indictment of what Fitz was, and I would have been perfectly cool with keeping Fitzpatrick at the helm at this point in time. Am I surprised? 
Yes. Am I stunned? Yes. But the messaging for Brian Flores as it pertains to anything with this Dolphins team has always been close to the vest. And these Dolphins have said, when his number is called, we're going to feel confident that he is ready. And what the change tells you is the Dolphins feel Tua Tonga-Vailoa is ready to live up to his standard of being the number five overall pick and the perceived top quarterback prospect entering the 2019 college football season. And who they feel he is and who he's capable of being, the end result for the Dolphins is a net positive versus the exchange of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Ryan's got his limitations. I still don't have any issues with the philosophies of how the Dolphins handled the second half of the game against the Jets in which you know, they, they kind of played field position game with the Jets. Still wasn't upset that they, they only scored three points in the second half. But I do think the greater messaging here is there's meat on the bone and we feel what Tua brings is going to unlock it for us more than Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, where do we go from here? Um, obviously, this is a massive shift. This could come out with a dramatically different offense as far as concepts. I still think you'll see quick timing. I think you'll see the ball out quick. That is the identity of the personnel right now, is quick passing. I don't have too many apprehensions about playing the Rams. The Rams have what's described as a stars and scrubs type roster. You've got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Those two guys are studs on the Rams roster. The outlook of the rest of the defense, Miami should probably send two or three guys every single play in the direction of Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey's going to follow around Devontae Parker maybe in week eight. Good. We're going to throw it other people. We're going to throw it Mike Isecki against these smaller safeties that the Rams have, and we're going to try and take them on with size. People have been looking for the next Mike Isecki game. This might be it. But you've now got two weeks to brace Tua and two weeks to install different things that are not things that you've put on tape yet so that you can catch the Rams with their pants around their ankles. That should be the objective. That's the direction from here. And we've all been asking for two at time. Congratulations, Dolphins fans. You just got it. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 